0: Classical Raga, featuring the Indian Bansuri, or bamboo flute, along with tablas, courtesy of Paul Alexander John, a Maine-based musician, who donated a couple of albums to this program to use as license-free, okay-to-use music on the internet, Indian classical ragas. And since I spend so much time focused on Indian scriptures and mystics, it really makes sense. This is a kind of Sant Mat Satsang podcast, as well as Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean, Spiritual Awakening Radio. streams live every week at this time, and soon becomes a podcast. Available through HealthyLife.net, Positive Talk Radio. Welcome to the Yoga of Love, Part 1. The path, or Yoga of Love, also known as Bhakti, is central to the path of mysticism. One scholar said of the teachings of Kabir, Kabir has conceived of God, or Ram, as one eminently attracting humanity to a communion of love... eminently attracting humanity to a communion of love... and of man's putting his earthly life to its best use... in responding to this... the resulting communion of love... finds the devotee... as totally absorbed into God... as is humanly conceivable... That is a summation of the teaching of Kabir, found in the book, The Encyclopedia of Saints of India, Volume 2, Kabir, published by Criterion Publications of New Delhi, India. Yogani Mataji, a Radhaswami mystic, was once asked the following question, How can one sit so still, repeat only holy names, and think of God constantly? She replies, By falling in love. By falling in love, Mataji serenely answered, Because when one is truly in love, nothing but the Beloved can enter one's mind. So the secret of Surat Shabd Yoga, and of mysticism, she goaded, is not necessarily practice and more practice, but love to be so devoted to one's lord that nothing can stand in the way. This and nothing else is the truth of Sant Mat, Mataji stressed. Sant Mat, a term that means... The teachings of the saints... Referring to that galaxy of classic saints of India... Kabir, Guru Nanak, Tukaram... Paltu Sahib, Tulsi Das... Tulsi Sahib... Ravidas, Mirabai... Sajo Bai... Daya Bai... Countless are... The lovers of the beloved... Countless are the saints... Countless are the Sufis, the Gnostics, the lovers of the Beloved. Countless are those who have found the Supreme Being dwelling within their own souls. I know a thousand Rumis the world needs to hear to be soothed by the voice of the soul that speaks through them all. Hafez, Shams of Tabriz, Sarmad, Kabir... Rabia, Mirabai, Dayabai, Sajabai, Tukaram, Hazrat Sultan Bahu, Baba Farid, Guru Nanak, Darya Sahib, Tulsi Sahib, Surdas, Namdev, Ravi Das or Rai Das, Sant Radha Swami Sahib, Maharishi Mehi, and many more besides, up to the living present. Countless are the lovers of the Beloved. I recognized long ago that by especially going out of my way to collect the mystic poetry and hymns of the classic saints of India is a great way to get to know the true, real, genuine teachings of Mat. These hymns, these mystic verses set a great example of what real prayer is like, what real hymn singing or praise is like. And all of the teachings are embedded in those hymns and mystic poems, delivered in a way that does some justice, provides some eloquence to the grand nature of this path. I would say it helped me stay on the path in fact, by having this real Sant Mot, this real, genuine, classic approach, putting it all into poetry, representing the teachings in a pure form, I think that I found to be much more compelling, convincing, soul-stirring, than the more esoteric uh, guts-of-the-motherboard-of-the-cosmos kind of approach of yugas and chakras and subtle bodies and mechanics, sketches and diagrams. That's very useful. That's very useful. But it's really love for the beloved that is the true motivation and power, the the right spirit to approach the spiritual path. There are five levels of bhakti This is actually from a new book, Living Words, by Swami Vyasanand Ji Maharaj, in his Kindle e-book called The Inward Journey of the Soul, or Chalhansa Nijdesh. The Path of Love, The Way of Bhakti, Five Levels of Devotion. number one, not a genuine kind of love. The mind is always contemplating matters of mundane attainment. But with the body outwardly, some virtuous deeds are done by this kind of soul. Even though it is of the lowest kind, with sporadic acts of service or siva, the mind will eventually turn to God. God So this is the lowest level of bhakti. Some stirrings of awakening, some sense of good deeds, some sense of an awareness that there is something more, even if one isn't fully committed to it yet. But there is this awakening, a kind of turning in the right direction, at least, a a beginning, an inkling, Two, the body is involved in spiritual acts, and there is an effort on the devotee's part to attach the mind to God. So, the beginnings of meditation practice and the beginnings of an attempt to change one's life. Three, both the mind and the body are engaged in meditation. However, due to material attachments, the devotee's mind becomes distracted and is engaged in immoral acts. Upon realization of this deviation, the devotee immediately recognizes the error and seeks to correct it. So here, in this paragraph, we find lots of interesting things. The body as well as the mind are part of the equation of meditation. There is some meditation, some exploration of the world of within, but there's also distractions and temptations going on, and that's part of it too. Life is a work in progress. Those who feel that they have to be perfect before they learn meditation, that's even worse, right? That's That's not even at level three. that's someplace less not, not at the at the same level. So it's a work in progress, and this is uh, an interesting way of looking at it as a process of transformation. And this is how it is for people. This is part of the journey. There is a stage when someone is both... ...tasting something of within... ...but is still tempted and... ...distracted without... ...but if they are the introspective type... ...and getting some good teachings from somewhere... ...there is a realization that they are being distracted from the path and they make steps to correct the errors and to improve their lives, change their ways. So not a matter of being perfect first in order to begin. Two and a half hours of meditation or nothing at all, all or nothing, kind of Kind of uh, deal breaking, constant deal breaking, but a process, a work in progress, being introspective, making changes, making corrections along the way. Four, the devotee loves the Supreme Being with his mind, heart, and soul, and longs for the divine like a fish out of water yearns for water. Welcome to level four. He does not care about food, sleep, the company of others. Hermitude, it sounds like. And does not wish for anything other than God. Sometimes, in yearning for the divine, he swoons. There are many stories of saints who become unconscious, struck by divine love. True devotees become unconcerned with bodily needs and do not worry about loss or gain. They are not jealous of others' progress, nor do they worry about criticism or honor and dishonor. Because of their state of ecstasy and carelessness to worldly conventions, others think of such devotees as crazy. But in this state, they enjoy the bliss of God, who is the ocean of love. The devotees have a single focus, and that is to see God all other longings vanish from their hearts level 4 Bhakti in this paragraph is pretty self-explanatory isn't it one becomes a, a divine gypsy a troubadour of love a Bhakta a Premi a devotee of the Supreme Being and that experience that bliss that ecstasy is is the true temptation uh, distracting one away from earthly temptations things are reversed at this point instead of being distracted on the outside trying to focus within one is very focused within and is uh, not so distracted from things going on in the material world of the five senses anymore and level five The fifth stage, on the path of love, the way of bhakti, the fifth level of devotion, according to Swami Vyasanand in his new Kindle, Amazon e-book, The Inward Journey of the Soul, in this type of love, the devotee becomes like the beloved, or God. The soul is an inseparable part of the divine. And through devotion, it becomes divine, just as ice made up of water after melting becomes water. This kind of devotion leads to the union of the soul and the supreme soul, or God. Oneness with God becoming a Sachkhand, Sant-type soul. The fifth level of bhakti in this gospel of bhakti known as the Inward Journey of the Soul by Swami Vyasanand, The Five Levels of Bhakti reminding me very much of the Narada Bhakti Sutras which also describe different levels of devotion of distance and closeness to the Supreme Being. Different levels of Bhakti. Same idea. With the ultimate ideal being melting into God like ice in water, which sounds a lot like a poem of Saint Dadou Dael, and the imagery of other saints as well, the imagery of dissolving into the divine ocean of love. The drop returns home again. As uh, Kirpal Singh said in a verse, God is love, the soul is a drop from the divine ocean, And the way back to God is also through love. And in the end, of course, we just find that there is the ocean of love, the final destination or homecoming. The yoga of love, becoming a lover of the beloved. Bhakti yoga, according to the Dictionary of Mysticism, is the yoga of love the quest of union with the divine spirit through bhakti marg, the path of love and devotion. That's a quote from the Dictionary of Mysticism published by the Philosophical Library. Bhakti is a Sanskrit word for love and devotion, and love is the quintessential truth of all religion, spirituality, and mysticism. In the New Testament, St. Paul said, Love is the most excellent way. In the Bhagavad Gita and other world scriptures and Vaishnava poetry, it says the same thing. The mystic lovers of history have taught that God is an infinite ocean of love and each soul is a drop from that ocean. By approaching spiritual exercises like Simran or Zikr, Mantra, the spiritual exercise of repeating God's name or names prayer the singing of hymns or meditation with an attitude of love and devotion, prem and bhakti we elevate our consciousness the practice of love brings us into harmony with the supreme being our own true nature and with everyone else Even as the sun shines and fills all space with light, so shines the Lord of love and fills the hearts of all created beings. It says in the Hindu Upanishads. That quote is actually found in the book, The Upanishads by Eknath Aswaran, a very nice translation of the 11 major Upanishads. Most of the Upanishads are not translated... From Sanskrit into English, but some are the major Upanishads and some of the yoga Upanishads. There are over 108 Upanishads in all, but most people only know about the top 11 or 12 Upanishads, and some may know about the yoga Upanishads. The Upanishads are sort of the Gnostic Gospels of Hinduism, a more advanced level beyond the Vedas or where the more esoteric teachings can be found in ancient times. When you meet the Satguru, he will awaken your heart. He will tell you the secret of love and detachment, says Kabir. The 19th century master Shiv Dayal Singh, also known as Swamiji Maharaj, described the highest heaven as an infinite reservoir of love. And the way to reach there is also by love. Such is the peculiar efficacy of the path of love and devotion that if you adopt it, it will transport you to the reservoir of ambrosia. In the source or fountain, i.e. in radhaswami Dham, the eighth heaven, there is absolutely no trace of maya or illusion. There it is all love and love alone. It is an immense reservoir of love, having no beginning and no end. A quote from Sarbachan Radhaswamy Poetry. The name of the program is Spiritual Awakening Radio. This week's program is part one in a series called The Yoga of Love, The Path of Love the path of bhakti. Stay tuned for much more after these messages. The Yoga of Love, Part 1, this week on Spiritual Awakening Radio. Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, in his book of Shabdavali Hymns, says, Whosoever has concentrated their soul has been liberated from the fear of death. The soul ascends the heavens with force and has found refuge at the feet of God. The soul has taken residence in the infinite region and has attained union with the beloved. Indeed, O Tulsi, the soul has been delivered from the delusion, suffering, and fever of countless lives. From the Love Chapter of Sant Darya Sahib of Bahar Blessed is the eye which is permeated with love. Without love there can be no devotion and wisdom. With love arisen they can be experienced with the Satguru's grace. With intensification of love one comes in contact with the true sound and like a lotus in water, abides in its peace and bliss. When love and endearment are firmly ingrained, one attains the elixir of nam and enjoys its bliss. Being firmly entrenched in love and endearment and being well steeped in devotion, one obtains true love have love for the lotus feet of the Satguru O wise ones this life is short give up needlessly extended discussions with love and wisdom arisen one moves with detachment in the world he who finds a Satguru has the recognition of the path says Darya So long as the lover is not immersed in love, his sins and evil thoughts are not washed off. If one's attention is not absorbed in the inner sky, how can he see the wondrous inner sights? So long as the intense longing for the beloved does not arise, and the heart is not filled with love, the spiritual goal cannot be attained by mere observance of religious practices, vows, and rituals. Whatever be the bulk of one's charity and virtuous deeds, one can find no foothold anywhere without devotion. Have firm faith in love and devotion. Love is the essence of spiritual truth. Reflect on this saying of the saints by this alone one is saved from the ocean of samsara, the ocean of the world. Without love one goes to the abode of Yama, the Lord of Death. But being endowed with love one attains the fruit of immortality. Blessed is the eye which is permeated with love. Without love It is like a pebble or stone, like a gardener without a garden. The eye remains empty without love. What is the state of a human being without love? He is like one who is denied all delicacies and whose mouth is filled only with dust. Without love, one does not find the flow of the sound current. But when the flower of love blossoms, its fragrance is praised by all. Many are the paths prevalent in this world. Knowing the proper wisdom, work out your own salvation. He who obtains a wise and discriminating saint recognizes the path of liberation. The technique of love is truly the root of spirituality. Follow this technique as imparted by the master. When with his grace the inner lamp is lighted, the true nam, the support of all, comes to sight. Just as the lotus resides in water, it does not come to bloom by water. Only when the light of the sun appears does the lotus open its petals as the contemplative inner eye opens to see. The spiritual lotus likewise resides in the human body, which is like a pond. Its sustaining water is close to the lotus, but only when love for the Satguru arises, does the inner lotus bloom and one becomes a devotee of the Lord's holy feet. Without love, there is no spiritual path. The path lives in love. With intensification of love, one comes in contact with the true sound, and like a lotus in water, abides in its peace and bliss. When love and endearment are firmly ingrained one attains the elixir of Nam and enjoys its bliss. Being firmly entrenched in love and endearment and being well steeped in devotion one obtains the true love. Without love one does not find the flow of the sound current but when the flower of love blossoms its fragrance is praised by all says Sant Darya Sahib of Bahar more spiritual awakening radio after these messages stay tuned Is the Religion of Love It is heart-centered, focused on the cultivation of love between the soul and the Oversoul, between lover and the beloved India's Narguna Bhaktisants saints devoted to the formless God of Love are madly in love with God Their relationship with the Supreme Being is that of divine romance. The sixteenth-century mystic Mirabai once said, To the Lord's abode I will go, for He alone is my true love. I'll gaze upon His charming face and ever remain enthralled. In the calm of the night I will arise and go to Him and return at dawn practices of love and devotion or bhakti, for the supreme being. According to Saint Tulsidas, there are several modes of bhakti practice, or spiritual practice motivated by love. One major practice is called satsang, the Society of Realized Saints. Satsang means association with eternal truth, as well as association with God, often referred to as spirit and truth. And to some extent, the word satsang is comparable to church or temple, but not in any institutional sense. A saying of Jesus preserved in the New Testament provides a good definition of satsang, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst." When devotees or initiates of a saint sit together for worship and meditation, the masters teach that there's a great spiritual energy present, a stronger manifestation of the loving presence of God, and a kind of communion of saints, past and present. Satsang is also an experience of spiritual community an opportunity to be uplifted by the collective energy of our brothers and sisters on the path. For we are influenced by the company we keep. Devotees make this time an opportunity for spiritual remembrance. And this helps to keep us on the path. Mirabai says, In minutes, satsang will lead to jiva mukti, the salvation or liberation of the soul. The format of a satsang can include a spiritual discourse, instruction on putting the path into practice, a video or audio recording of a master giving a talk, readings from the various writings of the masters, the reciting or singing of Bani's bhajans or kirtans, hymns of worship composed by saints. Also, silent group meditation is part of satsang. It's considered the greatest of blessings if it is a master who conducts the satsang in person. The effect of satsang is that of divine remembrance. Thus, with such a spiritual boost, encouragement and support for the spiritual journey, those who go to satsang are much more likely to stay on the path and put effort into their own daily spiritual practice at home. Thus will the life of the Bhakta, the lover or devotee satsangi disciple, become more and more God-intoxicated by imbibing the spiritual wine, the nectar of divine love. There are different levels of satsang, too. My own spiritual master once described three levels of satsang. The first level, the study of the writings and scriptures of saints, which eventually leads to the actual satsang, as in a group satsang, a spiritual gathering in the name of a living master. And the top level of satsang is that of association with God, an inner satsang between the soul and God in inner realms. So there are different levels of satsang. This program is a level of satsang featuring readings from the writings and scriptures of saints, which I've always had a lot of respect for. And my mission on earth, in fact, has always been to connect people with this body of wisdom and knowledge and scriptures all of the good stuff all of these rare books out of print books hard to access books teachings from elsewhere not sitting on the bookstore shelves nearby to make that hidden wisdom more available to people be they satsangis initiates already on the path or those studying the path, or spiritual seekers, to put this good, this, this rich tradition of saints and mystics, Gnostics, Sufis, and scriptures, make that all available to people, so they can really benefit by it. That's what I do. The power of God's name. Repeating a name or names of God with love and devotion, called in the East Simran or Zikr, is one of the key spiritual exercises used to cultivate love for God and is to invoke the positive power in our daily lives, another practice of bhakti, simran, making it possible to live a life of love. Simran, or the repetition of names of God, sacred charged words, is usually done mentally It is a mental repetition of a name of God done during meditation, as well as this practice can be done throughout available moments, throughout the day and night, as a way to remember God all of the time, to spiritualize life. Whenever one has a free moment, repeat the divine name within the tongue of, in your mind, with the tongue of thought as a spiritual exercise to stay centered to awaken in a world of slumber to be focused in a world of distractions Simran is a very powerful practice more spiritual awakening radio coming up after these messages says go deeper past thoughts into silence past silence into stillness past stillness into the heart let love consume all that is left of you kabir says without bhakti without love and devotion Nobody can swim across the vast and deep ocean of this samsara, this world of changes. Even if one makes use of thousands of ways and means, but if one takes to the word and develops love for the sound one will one hundred percent go to their eternal abode, says Guru Kabir. Bhakti, or love and devotion, is very central to the path of the saints. Love and devotion is everything. One of the spiritual teachings that one receives at the time of their initiation by a living master is Simran, the repetition of special names of God. The spiritual exercise of repeating God's name helps to uplift our day, to bring some of the heaven and bliss of meditation into our down-to-earth daily experience and is a way to remember in a world of forgetfulness to remain awake in a world of spiritual slumber to abide in truth no longer dominated by the forces of illusion that are always there to distract us and make us off-center at any given opportunity. Through this spiritual exercise of Simran the repetition of spiritually charged names of God given to us by our living Master. We can be who we really are wherever we go. We can recenter whenever we are distracted. We have a spiritual exercise that we can practice anywhere, anytime, here in the waking state of consciousness and of course we can practice it within when we meditate. Most of the greatest saints and mystics of history have also been poets or composers of hymns, psalms, odes, banis, bhajans, mystic songs of love and devotion. Closely related to the chanting of divine names, mantra, simran, or zikr, is the practice of reciting or even singing and Bani's, hymns of the saints of love. India's saints of love for thousands of years now have composed their own devotional hymns and poems. It's a great spiritual exercise just to read some of these. That's why I often share them on this program. There is a current of bhakti in these hymns, these words of saints. And it's very essential to have this sort of bhakti approach to the path of the masters in order for it to work, in order to get to the right place, the right frame of mind, the right kind of concentration focused on the positive power. India's mystics have left behind an immense treasure of devotional literature, the scriptures of saint Mat. If Westerners are not able to sing these hymns, in their original languages. Reading translations of them in itself is a spiritual exercise of great benefit. For these beautiful words carry a loving spiritual charge that helps to keep one mindful of the spiritual path, to have a correct understanding of the spiritual path, not as some sort of science of the occult esoterica, but something much more real and genuine than that, between the soul and the supreme being, the Lover and the Beloved, as well as it helps to prepare one for daily meditation practice. Babuji Maharaj of Agra used to advise his followers to recite several hymns a day, prescribing certain hymns of Swamiji Maharaj and Raisalagram, his master, to be chanted in the morning before meals and before going to bed at night. To be sure, it is indeed extremely helpful. To read a couple of hymns or poems of the saints each day. For access to a big collection of hymns of the saints online, see Sikhs.org, which has a great English translation of the Adi Granth or Sri Guru Granth Sahib, a huge collection of mystic hymns and poetry of the saints. And I also have online several archives. I have an e-library where you can access all kinds of writings of saints. Kabir, Guru Nanak, all of these uh, great classic saints of India. Traditionally in India, the saints and masters have also used hymns and mystic poetry as a way to communicate their teachings to the people, communicating the truths of the saints directly to the hearts of those who listen. Govinda, or God, says, I go wherever... Devotees sing my praise, says Garab Das. That passage from Sant Garibdas Das very much reminds me of a passage from the Hebrew book of Psalms. God inhabits the praises of his people. This is a translation of a hymn or shabd by the 19th century mystic Tulsi Sahib whose soul is attached to the word revels ever in cosmic flight, revels ever in cosmic flight. And realizing the Lord plays with him, the mystery of the inaccessible and the secret of the scriptures he unravels. He reaches his home within minutes, and its essence he comes to know. In the lotus feet of the beloved he sees his true destination, the happily married woman rejoices with her spouse every moment, O Tulsi, for her soul is attached to the Word and revels ever in cosmic flight.